0: Hey, 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 guys, it's Mo. So I know you guys are excited to listen to this podcast. Um, This is literally just me and a guest speaker just talking, like just sharing our truths and testimonies. So this is not your ordinary podcast where we're just like, pouring in and speaking. It's just a, a serious conversation expressing our truths and things we went through in our childhood. And I just want you guys to just hear and take it in and get your laugh on or be encouraged. Whatever it is that you need in this podcast, get it all you can. If you need to take notes, grab you a pen and a paper real quick because this is good. And I told you guys I'm bringing some good content. So without further ado, let's dive in right now, guys. All right, let's do it. Hello, 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 and thank you again for this podcast. It is your girl, Nathalie Allen, and I am back again with another podcast. How is everyone doing? I'm praying everyone is doing well, and even if they're not doing well, we know that we still have our Father in Heaven, who is always sending some type of word to encourage us, right? Mm -hmm. And if you don't feel that way, then you also have... A believers that will always encourage you and push you in the spirit and give you exactly what you need so as you guys know i said that i was going to do this every friday so here it is again and i'm grateful um i don't take this lightly i don't take advantage of this i'm truly grateful and i remain humble in the name of jesus because everything i say is coming from a genuine and a pure heart And any speaker that I bring on, they're going to come from a genuine and pure heart. And I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to have these guest speakers to just come and just pour out or give some type of insight to pour in on all of us, including myself, to show us how to keep moving forward in Christ or whatever situation that we may struggle in. So without further ado, We have another guest speaker, y'all. Bear with me. We have another guest speaker, and um, her name is Marquita, but she wants to be known for Kita. Did I say that right? Yeah. All right. Um, Kita is a woman of God, and the bonus is she's a millennial. So we're not talking to someone who's you know been around the world. She's a millennial, just like everyone else and I thank God for her and she's a blessing to my life and the reason why I did this podcast today is because we had over like what's it like a four hour conversation today? Yeah. It just it kept going. It like, <laughs> hung up, we talked again. I don't did my workout walk. Like I just, it just kept going and it was so crazy because after we got the phone and we talked about a lot of things y'all but after I got the phone it just would not shut up. It just kept coming to me, all the things we talked about. And it was all about God and yeah. testimonies and struggles, but it still ran into God. And it just felt so good to just pour out, then receive, and then gain knowledge and understanding and then be encouraged. It was just so much all the one I and mean, I just couldn't let it go. So I asked Marquita, can she come on? Just like, we can like retouch up on what we talked about today. And the topic is really gonna just be talking about parenting. Marquita is a preschool teacher and um, she's seen, she's um, taught children and she's learning the fundamentals on how to speak to children and things that we should and that we should not say and how effective we can be with our words and learning that our words have power and learning that a lot of situations in life comes from our words. And I know if you guys can think on certain things, when you were a kid, um, there were things that I'm pretty sure our parents had said that um, we kind of remember, and we could have been no more than probably three, four, five, or six. So talking to Keita, she just gave me so much insight and, she just poured into me and she was just like giving me her story, her backline, And just, it just, it just filled my heart to know like I'm doing this right. But then even the areas that I was lacking, she kind of just filled that gap and I'm like, okay, so now I know to work on this, work on that. Like we just had a great, great conversation. So we're going to dive in again. So my kid, do you want to like introduce yourself and go a little bit more deeper of who you are?
1: Um, I can. Um, I'm Marquita, but I go by Kita. Um, 27. Um, I just started teaching pre-K about a month ago, but I've been in education in the education system for about seven years, working with different age groups. I was a substitute teacher for a while, and I worked at a couple of Head Starts and daycare centers because my my passion is with the younger children, with um, the early childhood um, education children. So that's my, you know, my, I'm not going to say my purpose, but it's what I'm driven to the most, um, to work with the young, um, young kids. Um, I believe in working with, um, you build a positive foundation, um, with children at a young age, um, it makes their, their school experience important. So that's why I love working with the younger children because I want to build a solid foundation with them and help them because they're sponges. So if you give them the right things to absorb, um, they won't turn their back away from the school system. That's how I feel. So Yeah. Yeah. Just still learning just like they are. Um, Not too big, not too old to learn something new. So that's another reason why I like to work with them as well.
0: Yeah. So I know, like, earlier we was talking, and one of my concerns was, yeah. you know, you if y'all listen to my podcast, y'all know my my main thing I always pay for. I want to be a better mom. I want to be a better wife. And I want to be, you know, just a better steward in God. And even though I am already doing these things and trying to do the best that I know how, I still ask God to just make sure I am still doing what I need to do in all areas. And, um... One of the things I told Marquita was I struggle sometimes that when I get angry, I have to be careful with certain words that I see out my mouth. So the Lord has showed me another outlet with when I get angry with my children, either A, because they know what they're doing, or B, because I just could be on that time of the month and I'm just, I'm moldy and I'm a woman and I have my days. Um, The Lord has also told me just go to my room and close the door. And give myself time so when it's time to go out there and speak to my children i'm not like tearing them down because of what i feel in that current moment that can kind of like determine their future because they'll never forget certain words i will say out my mouth so i'm very careful um i'm not you know i'm not strict and i'm not too you know but i do try my best to make sure that they have room to respond to me express to me and i give them feedback you know so kita i know you were saying um earlier like um just making sure like what were you saying like just make sure that you're using a positive every time you're um you're saying something to your child. So that way you're not always being like being a dingy down, Yeah. You know, just so, speak to them, but then encourage them.
1: So, yeah. So I learned the Oreo method. So you give a positive, a negative, and a positive. So it's kind of like when I talk to parents or when I'm talking to the students, I'm letting them know what they did wrong, um, which is the, I'm letting them know what they were supposed to do, which is the positive. Um, what they did wrong, I let them know, which is the negative, but I end off with the positive because you never want to just attack a child about what they did. You want to explain to them what they did um, and ask questions, because if you always leave off on a negative thing, um, they'll start to they they won't feel comfortable to tell you anything or if they do mess up, they'll try to hide it because they know that the natural reaction you're going to give is to yell or scream. So you you create a space where where they don't want to talk. They don't want to express or even be honest with what they did because they already know the natural reaction that you're going to give them. So leaving off with a positive makes them feel comfortable. Like, yeah, I know what I did wrong. There's consequences, good and bad consequences to what I did or what I have done or will do. Um, but I still feel good about myself. I'm not belittled in what I did. that makes sense.
0: Yeah. That's good. Now you said attack. And then telling them. Can you like give me a scenario on that? Like, Because like basically it's the difference between attacking them. And then telling them. So like give me a scenario. And what you mean. Break that down.
1: Mm, Let's see. see. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, how is that different from each other?
1: Attacking them? Um, so, you give me a, an example, like something that may happen in the house. It'll be better for me to uh, explain it.
0: Okay, so, okay, so, hey, my son just, I told him, do not get that drink. Mm-hmm. And right when I got out the shower, I seen a cup of the same juice that i told him not
1: to get the drink right. okay so you went not attack him with normally your natural reaction will to be yet to yell that he got the drink um depending on the age as well um you want to start off with asking them do you what 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 is what did you do wrong um, do you know, what, what did I say before I went into the shower? Do you remember what I did? I said, what did I, do you remember what I said before I went into the shower? Asking them questions about what they know, because most of the time kids know what you told them. Um, yep. but sometimes yep. they don't, um, they can forget boys and girls that have different attention spans. Um, girls is a lot stronger than boys are. So boys don't retain information as quickly as girls do. Um. And if they tell you, um, then you will hit them with the negative. Well, did I I told you not to do this? Um, Well, why would you do it? Um, You know right from wrong. You know you let them know what they what they can do, not what they can't do. Sometimes we belittle kids, we belittle children, belittle them, and thinking that just because you told them one thing, we bring up other scenarios as well. Like we'll yeah. keep beating them up about what they you, they did before. And it has nothing to do with the current situation. You try to try to stay on topic. Yeah. All right, you did I asked you to do this. Why didn't you do it? You follow up questions. Um until you get to it and then you end it off, Well, I know that I know you can listen. I know you you heard me. You know what I was you were told to do, so why didn't you do it? I know you have your listening ears. I know you know right from wrong. So it's still encouraging them but chastising them at the same time. Um, not beating them up, not attacking them with because naturally we're angry because I already told you to do something but you decided to do it do, you, do what you want to do but we don't even know if they really, wow. did you make sure they did hear you before you went in, into the shower? Was your shower already wow. running before you got in? You got to look at what you were doing as well and sometimes we don't do that. Yeah. Sometimes we just think like I said something this is what I said, this is what I meant but Mm-hmm. Just like we forget things sometimes our children, like I know my students, they'll remind me that I said something that I may have forgotten kids love when they can remind you of something exactly. So you. Something that happened months ago. <laughs> they like to remind you, so you have to be um mindful just how you er um and make mistakes they do too, they may have not heard you, and we can't always just think that kids are being malicious or manipulating um but you know your children. You know your children. Just like I know my students. I know my students who I do that will do things maliciously. But I also know um, some of my students that attention span is not there. I could be talking to them. They could be looking at me. But they don't know what I'm saying. Um, so it's about you observing and knowing your child, knowing your student Um without just attacking when i when i say attacking well how you address the situation like going, going straight, straight on just because yeah. you see um a cup there because if you have um if you're a single mother or you're a mother uh you're a two um parent household you don't know if the the father might have said they could get something to drink prior to you prior to you saying that they couldn't um you could just see the cup, and it could be another child that got something, or if you have multiple children, or you could have left the cup out. It can be so many scenarios, so it's always best to address the situation hand on without just jumping to they did what I they did the opposite of what I told them to do. You got to look at it as a whole, and most of the time, as a teacher, and also I, um, from what I hear with parents, we naturally go from the that initial reaction. I already said not to do that, and we don't even know the whole story.
0: True. So now I like that you went that way. Let's go another way. What do you do if you have that child that knows what he did and he did it anyway, but he just forgot to pull it out, just you know, just to cover up what he did was wrong?
1: What do What do you do? Um. Now those are ones that I'm still (laughs) (laughs) still working on, Um, because kids change every single day. Just like I said, they're sponges, but um, so they absorb information and they absorb how to, you know, manipulate situations. And sometimes I can honestly say, it catch me off. <laughs> it will catch me off guard, like testing the waters. And they'll test you right in front of you. I don't, don't do, I tell you yes, not to do are. this or don't do this. Um, give specific instructions and they will do the complete opposite um yes. Yeah. It makes me want to work with that cuz ch- now I'm being challenged to to learn more of what I can do and not um what they're not doing. What am I doing wrong um that they're not understanding or that they feel the need to test test the waters or feel the need that they have to manipulate a situation instead of just doing it. So now I have to dig deeper or I need to observe more because what I may have thought they were getting as a whole I might have to work on individually. Um, so I don't have a a true answer for it. I just have more of a observe and get to know because you like I said, kids change the kids that might retain information all the time they might surprise me on Monday and forget everything it It literally it yeah. depends um, Most of the time if that happens in in, in the classroom, I take a break. Um, I take a step back to see um, how I can go about it a different way. Normally, it comes to me. I can't explain. It has to be God, even in a classroom, because um, I'll come up with something specifically in the for that situation that I may have never thought of that's not in my lesson plans. Cause that's one thing about being tricky with being a teacher. You can write out something for how things to go and it can go completely wrong and you have to have something else pop up, um, that may work. Cause what you might think work for them, like, Oh, they retained this last week. So they might be, they must be ready for this next week and they're not, you could be have, right. you may have to just start that whole lesson all over again. Um, you just have to be ready for the unexpected. Um, and most of the times that that's what I have to do or I have to um, go another route. I might start center time early. I might start a game, uh, make up a song randomly so that I don't become, <laughs> thank God for the mask, wearing masks now for, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse. Most of the time, my kids will catch me off guard with things when uh, with my gap. I have a gap in my mouth. <laughs> um and my kids (laughs) will see it all the time and it'll be one i'm about to teach a new lesson and they'll bring that up randomly and it will catch me off guard like that has nothing to do with what i'm teaching right now so um you got to be ready working with kids you have to be on your you have to be ready even with parenting because because our kids are like sponges they're absorbing they haven't been here before. So if you're working with a four or five year old, you have to think they've only been here for five years and they haven't right. seen everything. They only see what, um, what's in the household, what's in the car and when they're at school. And now you have to think most of the kids are only seeing beyond a computer screen. Um, they only see their house. Um, they don't see outside. So you have to think, what are you bringing into your house? What do you bring into the, um, students that are going to class what are you bringing to the classroom that is helping the children understand the world um you can't just assume that they know because they haven't been here before and not as long as we have I mean we're I'm 27 and I still there's a lot of stuff that I still not understand so I can't expect um my five-year-old or one of my three-year-olds or even my eight-year-old to understand it or retain it so quickly just because I um, I have it together and sometimes we can make that mistake that yeah. uh, we're all on the same level when really we're not we're all on different we have to meet people yeah. where they are and like you, you sometimes we don't meet children where they are because we don't think that we have to we just they just have to do what we tell tell them to do and that's not the case
0: yeah and that's how I was raised you know I was raised you know you do as I say and if you don't do mm-hmm. it, there's consequences. So that's why, for me, I try to open up that line of communication. Or anytime I do anything with my children, fires, punish them, take things away from them, um, I go back and ask them, yeah. why did I do it? And they sit there for a little bit because they're feeling some type of weight or they're feeling this hurt. That's something important got very that got taken away. And I'll say, you know, why did I do it? Like for example, I'll give you my um an example. My sure. son, he's nine. And he asked me, he said, Mom, and y'all don't judge me, but I try to train my children up to where um it was okay, so let me say this. I was convicted by even buying it, but I wanted to see mm-hmm. how he would do. So he asked me, he said, Mom, um, I really wanna get Grand Theft Auto. And I was like, yeah, no, it's too advanced. You're only nine years old. You're not going to understand all that's going on. And there's a lot of things in that thing that I know from my own childhood, Mm -hmm. because I used to play it, that it is just inappropriate. And even all of the cursing, you know, I just don't want to put that into you to make you even think that it's okay. Mom, I don't, that's not going to, you know, you just convinced me, you know. And I went to the store and I bought it. But. No more than two, three days later, that thing was ripped up, popped it. I, what? I popped that thing <laughs> off. I cracked it. I just, I broke the case. I wasn't playing because he ended up, he was just so, he was just consumed over the gun situation. Like, it's these guns bombing. You seen this gun? This is an AK-47 he was taking some of their slangs and stuff and I said oh no and and I was so mad and then he got in trouble with somebody that he was playing a video game with with another game and the parent called me and was like your son said this and I'm like that's not like Grand Theft Auto so I, I threw it out and I told her I gave you one shot and now that's really what I meant you really had one shot because I felt convicted that I shouldn't even allow that thing to into you the way it was but I thought yeah. since he knew better because the way I've trained him the way I've taught him that he would have some level of maturity I know somebody probably thinking how do you think that he would have a level of maturity at nine years old but that's the that's how I, yeah. I thought I knew my child so in the midst of that you know I, he no longer has it anymore but that was part of my trial and error even though he was affected by it that was still my trial and error to know do not try to think of your children, like you said before, as if they're on the same level with you because they're still learning. And even though he's my oldest son and he does have a level of maturity than what he had two years ago, does not make him a level of an adult level where he can decipher what to do mm-hmm. and what not to do. So anything that gives him excitement, gives him joy or makes him feel like he's tough as grandpa Bottle yeah. gave that to him
1: he kind of act on it. I, yeah, like, I also think that I also think that sometimes we, we give children the the chance. We don't give no room to make mistakes because if we he had yeah. a, he wanted to play the game, he thought he was mature enough to understand, but I think we talked about it earlier. We never talk about, well, what if they make that mistake? What if they do do um. Cross the uh, cross the line with it. We we teach them not to do, but what if they do it? How do we help them there when they get there? Yeah. And I think that's the part we miss out on. Um, once they make the mistake, yeah, I can teach my. Uh, I think it's a a scenario that I think everybody uses. I know my grandmother used it all the time. Um, they teach us don't touch the stove. If you touch the stove, it's hot. It's hot. They yeah. say hot, hot, hot. Um, some people will make you touch it. Some some um, parents will make you touch it so you can get the experience. And they said the experience is the best teacher. Um, but what if we touch the stove? We know that after I touch it, it's hot. If I Because you you can tell the child yeah. all day, do not touch it. It's hot. Do not do it. Um, you just make them curious. Well, why can't I touch it? I know it's hot. I know that hot. I know what hot means. But what type of? They're curious. Your mind wants... We're as adults. We're curious, so yeah, you're gonna. They're gonna touch it eventually. You it's not. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be next week. But eventually, that child is gonna touch that stove. Um, and once they do, you're gonna hear the reaction. They're gonna feel it. Um, but how do you handle it afterwards? Are you gonna beat up your child because they touched the stove, or are you gonna explain? the consequences of it well this is what happened when you touch your soul it's all how we teach them what you want them to experience yeah
0: that's that attacking
1: versus yeah and the same thing with the game grand theft auto i don't understand it i have it (laughs) still don't understand it
0: Girl, I'm not going to tell you I beat the whole game. <laughs> We're not going to get started
1: there. Why was I playing that game? I don't Did even know how to mom, play it. I just know. I um, but like your son said, he started telling you about the guns because they start to retain the information. They they Boy, absorb man. all of that because it's yeah. something. Yes, he was walking, <laughs> running from the cops. I'm like, oh, no, sir. Yeah. Oh, no, sir. Um, We're done. But sometimes kids don't really know what that means. And we say they know what that means. But sometimes we don't. They don't. I mean, as if I think about it, when I was a child, okay, I was through. singing some songs or even songs now. I'm like, I did not know okay. what none of this meant when I was a kid. Um, I was just singing it because it was the yeah. hit song that was on. It wasn't until yeah. I got older and I was really sitting and listening to a song. I'm like, wait a minute. that That's what they was talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, because you really don't know. You're you're innocent. Yeah. Um we yeah. we put things on our children without really knowing if they know because we don't ask questions. We just assume. And
0: Which is true. Yeah, And my daughter taught me that because so many times she'll be like, "Mom, I got in trouble and I don't even know what I did. And I think she was being smart. Like, how you don't know what you did when <laughs> I told you what you did? It's <laughs> like, she know what you said, but yeah. she don't know what she did. And I'm like, that's two different things. Like, and mean, Laura kept telling me, like, you have, one thing he showed me was you have three personalities. So when you hear someone say, I love my children mm-hmm. the same, that's a lie. Because every child yes. needs a different type of love. Some need love more emotionally. Some may need love more um, mm-hmm. psychologically. Or some may just need attention where You just keep giving them words of affirmation and that's what drives them to keep on going. But every child is different. You have to love them in your own different way them where they are. And the Lord showed me that. So when you hear these Mm -hmm. seons of kids saying things, I mean, adults saying things like, I love y'all the same. I never treated y'all different.
1: (laughs) That's the problem. That's where you went
0: wrong. (laughs) That That is exactly where you went wrong. Because you thought you loved her mm-hmm. like you love Stacy, but Stacy needed that type of love and you gave it to her because she was more gravitating to you and it's for you to understand what her type of love was. But over here, John John only needed you to just tell him that you yes. love him and that he was a good boy and that you can't wait to see it all that he has in store, all that he has, you know, all that the Lord has in store mm-hmm. over his life and that he's a great man and that he's going to grow up to be all that God has called right. him to be. So that's two and, different things.
1: Yeah. And um, you have to love, you can't love, you can't love your children, but you can't love them all on the same level. Prime example, my nieces, you um, love them dearly. My, my one niece, she will like, she likes to be cuddled. She likes to be held. Um, she likes to be up in your face. Um, it's great, you know, when it's, I'm, I'm the type of person that don't like to be touched all the time, um, but she is. Yeah. So, like, I, ha- I know that when she comes around, I have to show her that love and affection. However, her little sister, yeah. she's only one, she does not like to be touched, and the crazy thing is, she shows that she's not just like that with one specific person, she's like that with everybody. There's days where she'll let you hug her, yeah. and there's days that she will just, like, no don't touch me and I couldn't love her I can't love on her the same that I love on her sister because it's going to make her uncomfortable yeah that's not what she wants you have to um and one thing that I I tell my sister and I tell um my friends that have children um it's okay if your child I hate when people force um children to hug them if they said no let it be okay. Ex- respect their space. Like, I, when I do have children, wow, no, um, I'm not going to force my child to, if you, like, get come get, you know how when you used to go with your mom, like, go give your auntie or whoever <laughs> a hug and a kiss, and you'll be like, oh, uh-huh. like, feeling uncomfortable, like, my I don't want to do this. I never want my child to feel uncomfortable, yeah. um, because one, you have to have discernment on who you put in in front of your children, whether it's family, friends, or anybody, wow. you could be putting people so in the midst of. Not everybody is a predator, but you don't know that. Um, you just don't throw your yeah. your child out there to be touched or loved when they're if that's not what they want. Um, I want my child to feel secure yeah. in their body and feel secure in who they are. That I'm not going to force them to have the touch or hug, or love on someone if that's not what they're willing to do. It doesn't mean that my child doesn't, it doesn't mean that they love you any less, but you have to, if you as an adult don't like to be touched and don't always hug or want to be, you know, in the midst of people, um, why force your child to do that same thing when they really have no control to say stop without being in trouble or be saying they're grown or being told that they're nasty. But as the parent or the teacher or the aunt, you have the power to say, it's okay. They don't have to hug you respectfully. Um, you don't want to put a child in a, uh, personally for me, um, being transparent, me being um, um a survivor of sexual abuse, you couldn't just put me out there to be hugged. Um, especially as a child Um, I didn't like to be touched especially by men uh, specifically men with glasses Um, you couldn't do that to me Um, so like if my uncles came around or if um, it was just a family friend and they like you remember me normally we don't remember anybody I remember when you were like three months old yeah don't remember that time (laughs)
0: You remember (laughs) John? John, remember when you? Yeah, like no, sir. I actually don't. And they
1: come over here and give me a hug, and already overstepping boundaries. And um, you're you're taught to you know show affection and be kind and be kind hearted, but you're never you. For me personally, I was never taught to be like, um, no, like I I don't want to hug you. I was just always taught to you know or you see your mom in the back like go and give them a hug um egging you on and that's not what you want to do um so i never want to you have to have discernment again you have to know your child which is why you have to parent i always encourage um parents to talk to their children especially the children that you think are quiet um that are just always you know put together you never know you those are the kids you have to talk to you um and don't forget about, especially for me as a teacher, um, I try to always give all my children some type of time, um, because the quiet ones most of the time get overlooked, because you're like, they're, I don't have to worry about them, they're going to get x, y, and z done, but they could be the one student that's struggling yeah. mentally, they could be struggling with um, issues at home that they're not talking about. They could be struggling, in the you never know. Um, so you just want, don't want to all automatically assume that the quiet one is the best one, or they just have it all together. It can be the complete opposite.
0: Um, I remember my sister. Speaking of that, she felt like I was the um, I was the 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 one that was well put together, and she was the stepchild. And she never understood why I got more love than her. And my mother would tell her, it wasn't like that. Every time I would try to teach you or talk to you, you already had a know-it-all personality. And you've always been that way. And she she always kept saying, but even though I didn't know it all, you Mm -hmm. still could have put time in with me. And she's like, I was there. And my sister ended up having a baby at 13 years old. And she then felt like my mom took her child from her, which she didn't, because you cannot get a job yeah. till you're sixteen. So my mom had to take on another responsibility, and you know she struggled with taking care. And mind you, my mom was on um was on disability. So by her being on disability. It was like my mother had to take care of not just me and my sister, but she knew how to take care of me, my sister, and now her daughter. So my mom, she didn't, you know, throw it in her face. She just kept telling her, this is what you do with this child. You're not going nowhere. This is what you chose to do. So my sister would always see me going outside being a kid. I'm going to grab my rollerblades. Why are you going to go make some milk for your child? And she always felt like, why me? Why is it that you always do this to me? But it was like, no, you have an early responsibility, and I have to train you up now to take care of this child at the baby stage that you are, and you're not understanding that your sister is not doing, she don't have a child, so she used to hate me, because she felt like, she she used to always say I took her life away from her, but I would tell her, I didn't know no better, I'm the innocent one, I didn't know, you felt all these things against me, I'm just being a kid, that's all I'm being as a kid. I went outside, and when I went to go play, I was being a kid. And I didn't come in the house until it was time to come in the house. I would eat and go to bed. I was being mm-hmm. a kid. I was still playing with Barbie dolls at 12. Like, Same. Some people <laughs> would never... Yeah, I was. I still had that child mentality. I was still watching the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Like, I loved being a kid. And I used to always call my friends, and we never used to have, like, crazy conversations because I was really just wanting to be a kid. I just gravitated on being a kid because that's the foundation that my mom carried around me but for my sister it was different because my sister thought she was grown so with her already having the mindset of thinking and being grown my mother had to kind of like bring her down to the side and remind her you're not grown you're only this age so she always thought that my mom was always attacking mm-hmm. her like, you're fine her, I mean Kita, <laughs> about you know attacking her and not talking to her so now that we're grown and we sit back and have these conversations my sister still deal with the resentment yeah. of well you still shoulda coulda woulda and I keep telling my sister like A we're adults now and then 2 you have to yeah. kind of understand where you went wrong too like mommy didn't tell you mommy wasn't but then my sister also had a, another story that I don't want to tell her mm-hmm. full situation but it's just a lot of underlying issues that my sister blamed on me that I really was just innocent being a kid so we struggled a lot throughout the years in my household pertaining to my sister and us having a relationship now that we have one is it's just something I always wanted but I didn't have it as a kid because she always resented me so I think where I'm going with that is what do you say to the child that's a little more advanced that life that's discovering more things, either a due to being exposed yes. by certain situations or yeah. things that happen to them through trauma, or through b just having those friends around that's kind of leading you to the wrong direction. Well, let's let's take it up a notch. Let's come out of the the adolescent stage and let's go not to teenagers. Such a funny age.
1: <laughs> um, well, one. And um, I grew up in a household where I was the, I'm the youngest, but I was also the one that was more, um, mature. I'm not going to say grown cause I, I, I love being a kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love to be outside when as soon as the sun came up, I was up. Um, however, one of the things that, um, I think people do, um, don't understand, and I didn't realize it until I heard my sister tell her side of the story. Is that there you can grow up in the same household and see two different things, experience two di- two different things. Um, oh, yeah, if me and so you true. are in the same room, and a car go by, I can see what the person. I can see. Uh, I could probably see what the person was doing in the front seat, while you only seen the back of the car. We both saw the car. Um, but my experience is not your experience. Um, and instead of trying to prove like, well, that's not what it was. This is what it was. You can only speak on your experience. It doesn't make your experience wrong and it doesn't make your sister's experiences wrong. It is just two different stories, same household, different scenarios, um, same teaching, which what can be a problem as well, um. Like I said earlier, if you love your children the same way and you teach them the same way and you notice that your one child is more mature than the other, but you're still teaching them the same way, how do you, you have to, you have to know the difference and differentiate how you can handle it differently. Prime example, like I said, I was the youngest, but I was a lot more um wiser than my siblings were. Um because I I don't it's just who I was. Even now, mm-hmm. um being the younger one, my siblings still come to me uh for things. Um and sometimes I wanna be the baby yeah. of the <laughs> Stop asking me stuff. Um but at the same yeah. time um yeah. it God has caught me mm-hmm. to a different level. So it's for it's for a reason and it's for a purpose. Um teenage years let's go back there um you just have to know that you have to differentiate your children you have to observe you cannot be too wise and too bold and too grown that you can't sit and learn your child at all stages you can't expect just because you taught them at eight that they're gonna still have it at 13 they're a whole different person Um, you're continually growing Mm -hmm. you're not still retaining the same information you might know prime example uh grand theft auto how it was back then is completely different than what it is right now um because it's It's changing it it, the world is constantly changing so our children it's the same thing with our children we're constantly changing um so you have to catch up you have to be willing to learn and to understand and not take everything so offensively yeah. but um know that it's okay to learn and to ask for help um yeah. it's okay to ask for help it's it's okay to act yeah, for help.
0: ask for help i love that because i think in the black oh country, yeah for like we got our kids mm-hmm. under control when there is no book on parenting and there is no you know there is there's nothing you have to look totally mm-hmm. Either be led by the way you're right. taught, and let's pray to God we were taught correctly, or you had to kind of like figure out the niche on how to be a mom for each child that is completely different. Mm-hmm. Like my daughter is so she's so much like me, but she's so different from me. I can't explain how that is. Mm-hmm. Like her emotions is a spit image of me, but her personality is so different from mine. Exactly. So I have to learn exactly to, get to know my daughter, and people don't talk about this. I have to get to know who my daughter is in right. my life so I can know how to meet her where she's at because if I don't get
1: to yes. know her I will put an image of her of what I want her to be yes she's and then you have to understand your child from. is your daughter is not just a makeup of makeup of you it takes two you have a whole other side of her family that she comes from but yeah. you have to also it know does. although your daughter has your personality, so she true. also is developing her own personality. Like you said, you are trying to figure out who your daughter is. She Sometimes is. we just like, oh, you act just like I used to hear my mother say all the time yeah. and he used to make me so angry. You act just like your father. Mm-hmm. You look just like your father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't even know who because he was. You're them telling them me them I'm them like somebody that I them. don't even know. Tell me if oh, I'm like wow. him. Tell me about them. Okay. But you're 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 putting it with um, gotcha. how you feel about him, how you feel about him as your husband, and not as my father, because they're two different things. You have to understand it. You just how parents play a different role. You're not just a parent. You're a wife, yeah. and you're a mother. Um, but you're a friend. You're a daughter. Yeah. You're a life coach. You're more. You have more than one role. Um, yeah. So you have to. You can't throw those things on people, or you can't throw it. Um, you're saying that I'm acting like somebody, but it's also the person that you chose to be with. Um, and although I'm, I have some characteristics like them, I am still my own person. But you put, you put them on me to make me not want to be right. them, to make me not figure to figure out. Now I'm trying. To, I'm questioning who I am because. If I act a certain way, I'm like him. So when am I like myself? Now I don't know who I am because you already put... Um, exactly. Yeah.
0: And better than me. Yeah. You're better than me about who I thought I was. So now I'm trying to live out is this how he is? That that how and then I'm trying to live off the expectation when I really just can't be myself. And that's so crazy you said that because I've heard not more than one parent, you know, come... And talk about how they struggle with having a child that looks like mm-hmm. the person that they were with. It's, it's a trigger for them, and um, it's hard to um deal with their child because every time they do certain things, it and that's them not of fair. That's not father. fair. So, me personally, mm. it's really not. It's really not. But you know, it's so yeah. crazy. I'm learning how to meet people where they are. So for me, what I say to them is, I understand your concerns, your thoughts, and what happened, possibly. But one thing I do totally recommend is that um, one thing I totally recommend is that you have to now take on this child that looks like the very person you don't want to see. And kind of put an expectation because you're raising up somebody that's totally different. They may have the same face. They may have the same DNA. But you can live through that person of the person that is not him. He's a product of it, but it's not him. This is somebody totally different that's raising up with the same DNA. So they were like, "It's, it's not easy. Everything is easier said than done, which is true but it takes time, but then you also have to have a prayer like yes. and ask God to show you how to forgive the person that's triggering you so that way you can't open up the door and say, you know, mm-hmm. now nah, I'm going to be your parent because a trauma is a mean thing and nobody asks to go through trauma. You know, some people are innocent during trauma. Nobody right. wants to walk into trauma and say, hey, I accept trauma. So it's it's a struggle because I even like, for example, I might as well just say it. My um, my uh, little brother looked at like my father for so long that she used to like to attack him because it was just a it was just a trigger, and she didn't want to be like that. But it was just like get out my yes. face, like I don't just get out my face, and he struggled with that because we and put, never we, put our, was, we put our we put our experiences,
1: our trauma on our children. Because we decided to make, we made that decision. Um, I might look like my father um, every now and yeah. then, but I am Marquita. I am Keita. Um, you have to see me. um, Iyana, um okay. I love her. Uh, she said, you have to recognize your triggers and unplug them. It's up to you to unplug yes. them. And that's a trigger response. Although... I might look like my father. Yeah. You know as well as I know that I am not him. And if I'm reminding you of him, that means there's a problem that you have to fix yeah. within yourself. Yes, and then you have to ask God, um, how can I yeah. see how can I see my daughter as for who she is, or my son for who he he is, and not the choice I made, um, or the father I chose to be a part of their life. Um, to make them, because at the end of the day, we had no idea who our parents were going to be. We are born into who we are born into. You can't hold me accountable for the decision you made. I didn't actually be here, but I'm here now, and you can't treat me differently because I look like a reminder of something that you no longer have or that you no longer can stand. Um, you have to work that w- out within yourself. Um, and you have yeah. to pray, which is why it's so important to pray. Um, I think the scripture is First Peter 5 and 7, casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. Um, you have to ask for that help. Um, if you don't want to ask for the help with a friend or a parent, the best person you can go to is God. Um, God, help me to not see my situation in my children. Help me not see that what I'm putting on them is not their fault. Because uh, once you understand and you recognize those triggers and you do unplug them, you have to ask your children for forgiveness. I think a lot of parents um, feel like they don't have to apologize to their children. Um, And why not? Why don't you, if you have hurt them or done something to them um, that you knew uh, was a response of anger that had nothing to do with them, um, because if you know if you don't teach your children at home when they go out into yeah. the world, you can you create pushovers. You create them to go through things and allow them to experience things that they didn't have to experience if it was dealt with differently at home. Which
0: is true, and it's crazy too because. Like, I don't want to keep carrying on different topics, but we just honestly, if you guys are listening and tuning in with me, we just want to let you guys know that there's a lot of things going on in being a parent. And like we're already discussing right now is, you know, the parenting side and then the teacher side. And for those who may be asking, well, why didn't she bring somebody that's a parent? Because from a parent to a parent, we're struggling together. So why not bring somebody with a level of education that could kind of give us more insight on how to do what's right? Because if you ever think about it, we think sometimes we're having moments. Could you imagine having a class of 25? Sometimes we struggle with having one kid, two, maybe three, if not four or five, when she's sitting in a classroom with 10 to 15, if not 20, I'm not sure how many it is, but 20 to 15 kids. And she's learning how to balance every child out with many different personalities. So why not? And sometimes
1: different languages. You have to, you really have of, to meet children where they are. I had a one student that um, not to cut you off, but I had, when you said that, I was thinking about um, this one little girl that I was teaching when yeah. I was a pre-K classroom. We had, um, she made our 17th child, um, but she did not speak English at all. And um, I remember asking this teacher, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what are what do we it was my student teaching experience? And I was like, What am I supposed to do? Um as far as helping her? Like, how do we help? And she was just like, Well, the first year, you know, they'll just, you know, sit in and they'll listen, they'll grasp the uh grasp um learning early on. And I remember going home crying because I'm like. I have to give her more than what she told me. I'm not, yeah. is
0: Now, when you cry, when, when you cry why, what made you cry? Was it more so? Um, I
1: cried because I felt like as a teacher, right, uh, that was my student teacher experience. So I felt like as a teacher, I wasn't giving her what she needed. Um, she was in a new country a new school surrounded by people that did not look like her. um, Didn't even speak the same language. And all I was told to do was allow her to sit there and, um, and she will get it in a year. By next year when she's in kindergarten, she'll do better because she's just going to absorb everything. And my heart broke because I'm just like, I have to do something. Um, So, at the time, I'm not my um, faith in God wasn't as strong, um, but God was still working in me. Cause I, like I said, when He, when God speaks, you know when God is speaking because it's something that you wouldn't have thought of yourself. Um, so I Google certain things that I could say to her, um, just simple things. Good morning. How are you? Hi. Bye. Um, if you need help, do you have to go to the bathroom? Um, Little things, and um, she was really, really quiet. And I, when I did speak, her eyes were—they um, wouldn't light up. It was just like, "How do you know those words?" That's the face she was giving, um giving to me, because I knew I wasn't saying it the best, but she could see that I was trying. So she felt comfortable um, to the point where she didn't want to be with the students. She just wanted to be with yeah. me. Um, and the teacher used to like, go ahead, go play, like tell her to go be with the other children, yeah. but she was, re- she couldn't relate to them because, um, they didn't even try and they didn't try to get to know her language, but she had to adapt to ours. And I thought that was cruel, um, because we could have just taught our children just one thing if, if it was just hello and we did not Um, but she was learning. Granted, like I said, children are like sponge. So they grasp, um, and pick up on things immediately and I never forget her father had came to pick her up one day um and he came to the classroom because sometimes you know we let parents come to the classroom sometimes we bring the kids down but this one particular time he would came to the classroom because he wanted to see how she was he was going to pull her out of school because he felt like um he was he just wasn't he was like I just want to wait uh if she can go next year then I'll do it because it was his baby girl he was just I don't, she could stay home because he didn't feel like she was getting anything. And he saw me and he was just like, "Um, my daughter talks about you a lot. You're the brown teacher um, with the glasses and the gap. Um, She loves you. And I was like, and I cried again. (laughs) So emotional. Um, Because it only took that one thing. Um, She had to adapt to our world immediately. And we didn't even try to adapt to hers. And that's something that didn't uh, that didn't sit well with me, I'm getting emotional that's thinking so about good. it. Um, and that's why it's so important that you have to meet yeah. people all ages yeah. um, where they are, um, no matter if you think they may have it or they may get it in a year or they, they can absorb it. Or um, if they're quiet, then they're, um, my, my teacher used to say, um, I love getting kids from overseas because they're quiet. you don't have to, my class. She didn't have to worry about behaviors because they were so quiet. And I thought that was really selfish because although they aren't gonna show any behavior because if you put me in a room of in a room and I'm the only one that speaks English, I'm not gonna say much either because what can I say? Um, so um, yeah, that made me want to be yeah. a teacher. It made me want to dig in even more. With young children, because we are getting we, we, there's you get students of all races, all genres um, all over that speaks different languages. And if you just learn that one word, <clears throat> that one phrase to help them, you. Um, it wasn't for me to be remembered. I wasn't trying to be remembered. I was trying to make her feel comfortable in a situation that was uncomfortable yeah. for her. It was my normal, but it wasn't normal. Um, and I think that's yeah. one of the things yeah. that we we miss out on children. Yeah. We just expect them to adapt to change, although <clears throat> it even takes us as a, an adult. Yeah, it takes us a while to adapt to change. Um, yeah. Which is very true.
0: That's good. That is so good. And like I said, if you're that parent that you may be struggling in any of these areas, we're just being transparent and we're just letting you know that A, you're not alone and that B, um, everybody's in some some type of struggle. And I know that during this pandemic, can you hear me, Marquita? Okay. That during this pandemic, Mm -hmm. We have grown to know our children even the more and, you know, spending time with them is almost like some parents don't get a break and some people are struggling with, I just need a break. And it's not that I don't love my children and it's not that I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I just need a break, a mental break, a me time and some parents can't get that. So I just want to encourage that parent right now to let you know, you have to just find the balance. And if the balance is, depending on your age, I know for me sometimes, um, depending on the age of your children, I would highly recommend if they're younger and they like the park. I mean, I know some people say it's really germy at the park, but to get your sanity, like honestly, yes, I would just take your, your kids to the park uh, your, and just wipes, sit there and your, just, your you know. sanitizer,
1: but that outside time will definitely... Yeah. It's a space where you can get the fresh air, but also your children. And let me just speak on my babies because I can't speak as a parent, but I can speak on my my young children. Kids need a break too. Um sometimes the only break that the yeah. child had, I know some of my yeah, for me, me again being transparent, my only break from my situation was going to school. So I could only I couldn't imagine going through the pandemic at five and nine years old. Um and When I was younger and we went into a pandemic, um, I don't think I would have been able to make it out because of the struggles and the trauma I was experiencing at home. So watch where parents are saying, oh, my God, I need a break. Just think about those children um, that their only lunch was at school or their only break from the abuse was at coming to school. Um, So it's not just a one sided thing. Um, children need a break as well from their parents. Sometimes the, just not hearing their mom yell or telling them what they need to do because every child don't mm-hmm. come from that perfect household. Um, so you have to think above the, just your situation oh, but as collectively as what everybody experienced. And that was one of my prayers um, over this mm-hmm. pandemic was that God touched not just the children that are doing well, but touched those children that, don't no longer have the outlet because it broke my heart. For I had one student that I was like, I would if I could, I would have adopted him. Um, and when the pandemic started, it's I was out of town wow. the first week. Um, I was I think the pandemic started on the fifteenth. I was out of town, um, and when I came back, we were already on lockdown. And I I all I could think about was he did he eat today. Uh, am I going to be able to see him? This is going to, I was, uh, one of the people that was like, this is going to be over in about a week or two. We should be good. And after those week, that week went by and we were still in it, then a month went by then two months, I started to get worried. Um, and then I had no being a substitute at the time. Um, I had no way to get in contact, um, without overstepping my boundaries as a teacher, as a substitute teacher, But also, um, I'm not a parent. I wasn't a parent. I wasn't (coughs) a guardian, social worker. It was nothing I could do. And I didn't have all the information or tools. But the only thing I did have was prayer. I can only pray that God will protect him and hold him up during this time because I could have... I easily I could have made myself sick thinking about a what if or what have, I had to literally leave it at God and in God's hands that he would protect him through everything. Um because again, we were all in a pandemic. It was nothing I could do or anybody else can do because no at the time nobody knew what was going on. Um so honestly, I can honestly say during that pandemic yeah. I had to I I really had to get build a relationship with God in order to make sure that he was safe and believe that God would do a thing differently for him where I could be at ease knowing that he would be okay.
0: Yeah. 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 That is so good. <laughs> so I... When I say I'm not going to drag this podcast so this was honestly just how me and Marquita was talking on the phone with y'all, and I felt mm-hmm. like somebody needs to hear, even if it was just, you know, one area or two areas of the whole thing, like, dang, she is literally telling my whole story. To let you know that even in dysfunction, you can still be a great parent, and it starts with having a prayer life. It starts with asking God, what is some things that you need to work on in you? So that way, when you get those underlying issues on correct, you can then now train your children how to be correct. And some things we may not even need a lot of assistance. We may just need a boost of encouragement, you know. So if you need to just have a boost of encouragement, sis, I encourage you. You're doing a phenomenal job, bro. If you are a single parent, you're doing a phenomenal job. You know, I know it's not easy and mentally it's not easy for us either in the pandemic and then we at work for me. I, for example, I do overnights. When I get home, I have a one-year-old that's like, mom, mom, hey, mom, hey, mom, can you see me? Can you give me a hug? And I have to be alive and well because he comes to me with so much joy and expectation that if I was just throwing him off and be like, I'm not in the mood, leave me alone, he's not going to feel loved or that I care for him. And then when he gravitates to someone else, I get jealous. Mm-hmm. It's because he's yearning to someone who is going to give him that love and affection. So for me as a parent, I give them all that they need. But if I'm not in that type of mood, I won't show them that. And it's not for me being fake. But I have to give my kids what they need, even though sometimes I don't feel <laughs> what I feel that I'm, that I'm giving out to them. So that's even about, you know, a level of maturity, and that doesn't mean that I don't love my children, yeah. it's just some days, it's just not a Sunday, you know, every day is not just that I'm so enthusiastic, and I'm just such a loving mom, No, know, some days I just could be under the weather, um, that time of the month, or it just could be a lot going on in my life, because the life is, life okay. itself, but I still have to find the balance, so I think that's what this whole thing is about, just finding the balance in parenting and I think that's what the topic is going to be finding the balance in parenting because sometimes we do go off the limb and be like I'm so sick of you you don't clean your room we just try to find all the negative things but during the midst of the negative try to find positive in them too so that way you're not always nagging that when they think of you as their parent all they're going to say is what I don't do not what I do good So, a lot of times with my daughter, I've always reminded her, like, she hates getting in trouble, first of all. So, when she gets in trouble, it takes a toll on her mentally, and she don't want to get in trouble. So, she's quick to say, I'm sorry, mom. But sometimes those I'm sorry's is like a form of her not getting in trouble, but then she also uses it to her advantage. So, when I feel like that's what's going on, I would check her at the door before it gets worse. So that's another thing, too, as a parent. If you see something that's trying to fester because you done checked this area more than once, get to the root of it. Sit them down and talk to them and let them know, listen, I see what's going on. I see you've been doing this. Do you want to talk about anything? Okay, so what can we do so that way this won't keep happening? And give them room to talk because that's what I have to do with my 9-year-old. You know, he's, you know, into like like I said, these video games, and he he gets so mad, and I try to teach them, like, about their anger. Like, if this is going to take a toll on you this much, you shouldn't play the game. And I tell them, I tell them this all the time. But one thing I do ask them is, why do you allow that game to get the best of you? And sometimes <laughs> some games be intense because I used to get mad at Grand Theft Auto when I was playing. I told you I was playing when I was a kid. I ended up just playing it, but it was intense, but I don't want it to make my son an angry child where now when he gets off the game, he's still angry. Like, no, turn the game off. And when you're done with the game, now change your personality because that game didn't have nothing to do with me or your little sister. So I'm just trying to teach him the fundamentals of be angry, but don't stay there and you no know, turn it off and not be who you need to be. So just teaching him that and those fundamentals and also doing it with love, I think that's just what's gonna, you know, prosper. But every day I'm not being that kind of mom. Some days I I blow it and just be like, get out my face before <laughs> I punch you in. And like I'm quick to say that. That's my that's my that's my go to, especially my little one year old. He he loves to make me mad. He gets a kick out of making me mad. Yeah. So is just trying to learn your children as well as Absolutely. find a balance within always yourself watching. and how to respond, you know, and your children are always watching you. That's one thing I'm learning watching in this season. Dog. You don't think your children are watching. Absolutely. are watching everything you do, including your teenagers. Because one minute, one thing I can say about me as a teenager, yeah. one minute I want to be grown, but next minute I'm looking at my mom like, how did my mom do this? Mm-hmm. What did she do when this happened? Now I'm going to watch her to see what happens with her. So even your teenagers, the ones that we think that don't need our undivided attention no more, and and all they want is our money out of our pockets, Mm -hmm. yeah, they're watching too, because they're going to have boyfriend moments. Yeah, they're going to have boyfriend and girlfriend moments. They're going to have moments where they feel less than, and they're going to have moments where they feel like the world is over their shoulders, and we have to be able to respond in a healthy way Mm -hmm. to let them know that, A, we've been through that too. And that B, it's normal, you know, because sometimes we would think, since this is our first yes. heartbreak, <laughs> you know, life is over. No, everyone has dealt with that. This is, I'm not saying that it's normal to get your heart broken, yeah. but everyone truly has dealt with that some point in time in their lives. And to kind of bring yourself down to the level where your child is, you know, I think that'll draw even a better relationship with your child or it will um give her a better understanding on how to cope and what to do next time, and that's just that moment where you can be her mom or be her dad, you know, and just give her that. I mean, I'm not there yet, but mm-hmm. when my daughter gets there, ooh, God, <laughs> I feel so bad as her father, Jesus Lord, I don't. <sighs> but for me, I'm the mom that's going to talk to her about and everything and let's talk let's yeah. go a little bit about you know sex you know a lot of parents don't want to go in debt when it pertains to sex and or just body parts so like for example um, and this is just for me this doesn't have to be for everybody but for me um, I was telling Keita too like my son he, I let him come in my room and he'd be like mom and he'll close the door and mm-hmm. be like mom my thing is growing and I'd be like that's cause you're getting older and then I tell him, like, you know, and maybe in a year or two, because you're about to be 10 this year, you're going to start seeing that there's going to be hairs in a couple of years. And he was like, I'm going to have hairs, too. Right. And it's like, yeah, so I know what to say, but I'm not going to go But so far. But and I'm giving them the expectation right name, that It's okay to get um, to know your body You can't vibes. give these And when I was growing...
1: or um, yeah. And uh, some parents may disagree. Some parents may agree. But
0: you That's have to good. be
1: honest Um with what your body parts are um you can't make it feel like an uncomfortable thing because you 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 like oh say if you yeah. say body of a, a, a little girl you say a cookie or or something like that I can't give it a proper name because I don't ever use those terms um but you'll associate right. it with that and um you have other people will associate things with it too. Predators use those nicknames, and kids will think that it's okay um, because that's what, how we taught them. You have to let them know because and know that this is who's supposed to see it. This is my mom. You're not supposed to see You have to teach those kids the right way of how to handle their body parts, um, what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Um, because if you don't, you leave a window open that right. is for everybody. Um, for personally, for me, I wasn't taught that. Don't let people touch you, or this is not appropriate. Don't let. Um, sometimes, as parents, or just as a, as an adult, we think that kids just supposed to know these things. They don't. You have to explain it to them in a way. Especially, we're living in some terrible, yeah. terrible times. Um, so you have to be mindful that um, even if you think yeah. they know, be be sure, do a checkup, um, because you want to prepare them, not yeah. to scare them, but you want yeah. to prepare them um, so that they 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 feel comfortable to say like, mom, um, somebody asked me to do this, and I didn't think it was. I don't. I remember you telling me that that's not okay, uh, or I remember that you said that my body part is for me and for me to t- for me to know about it for only like if you and dad mom and you and dad can see me um at a certain age like you have to speak, say certain things i remember like taking a bath with my sister when i was younger but at a certain age it stopped um, do I know why? No, it's just something that happened, but you have to explain those things. My sister got older, obviously, right. where she had to take a shower by herself. Cause she, obviously my sister's four years older than me. So she grew, she developed quicker. Um, well, she developed at the age that she was supposed to. So, yeah. That wasn't something that I needed to see yet, but also it would have made more sense. So why she don't want to take a bath with me no more? Yeah, Yeah. Uh, because a child mind is going to wonder, did I do something wrong? They might not care. Some kids just don't care. They might just be like, but that's how we were talking about the maturity. I was that mature kid. Well, why can't you take a bath with me no more? What change? You look the same. You're still my sister. Um you still can fit in the tub with me. What's the problem? Yeah. Um, so you, you make people, you make the ch- a child curious to want to learn more. Like, well, I'm going to find out on my own. Just like yeah. you said, kids are always looking. I was yeah. that kid that always, I knew, I don't care how much my mom tried to hide, sneak, um, store away or even with my siblings I always knew. Did I always speak yeah. on things? No, but I saw I knew and then when you weren't around I was going to try it. I was going to figure out what you were doing yeah. um, at the risk of getting caught to figure out what is it that you're hiding now granted will I was going too far of course because I'm a child and I'm curious and we do those mm-hmm. things as we're yes, curious we do. and do things yeah. but you have to think like, think that, like when you, when you think like, how did, I think earlier we were talking, he was like, how did you know that was over there? Um, they're always watching. Even when we yeah. think that we're watching, you have to think like a child sometime. I think as Steve Harvey has to think like a man book. Mm-hmm. You got to think like a child. You used to be one. So mm-hmm. what you used to do and sneak and how you used to they're think. They're doing it too. They're doing it too. If and not better. If social not better. Overrated. <laughs> if not better. Yeah.
0: And that's one of my biggest prayers is, Lord, allow me not to be the parent that don't see what's really going on with my children and don't allow society to teach my child what sex is and what the body parts are because some do it for um, clout reasons and some do it just to peer pressure a child to do something that their body is not even yet ready to even do at that time. But the fact that it's been... It's been um pursued in a way where it's so fun and so cool. You don't broke a whole, you know, part of your body that you really don't understand what's even really going on, but you wanna say you did it. So I just wanna be that parent to tell my children like the parts of their bodies when they're ready, you know, and not trying to expose my child again. But and it's so crazy because they actually listen to my podcast. But not trying to, you know, expose my son again, but it was a time where we went to Walmart, and there was a we was in a line getting ready to check out, and there was this young lady behind us, and my son kind of got up there, and he was kind of like embarrassed, so he kept having to pull his sweater down, and I'm a woman, so I don't know what's going on. I didn't know how this stuff worked. I, I, this is my first old, this is my oldest son, so I'm just like. Why is he doing that? But eventually I caught on. I'm like, oh, but he's only nine. So I caught my husband like, is this what happens? And he was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Okay, <laughs> I got this. Okay. But to my son, I'm not acting like that. But behind the scenes, I'm panicking like my baby. Oh, Jesus. Like, Lord, okay, don't let me be that parent, Lord. Just just prepare me, Lord. I'm ready. I'm ready to dive in. I'm ready to get this in. I'm ready to just... You know, to tell my son this is what's going on, but it's like, dang, got nine years old, Lord. Yeah. But yes, so uh, I want to say it was a week after that he was like, mom I um, my thing be getting hard. Why do it get hard? And it be growing when it get hard." And I told him, you know, it's like a mu- it's just nothing but a muscle, and that um that's all part of their bodies and i told him like even your little brother has it you know it's just what your body does i said but the difference between you and your brother now that you're getting older things that you may like or things that you may see will get you to act like that he was like mom that is so true how you know and i kind of wanted to say because remember in walmart i kind of knew what you was doing, but i couldn't say that so i had to keep it clear right and i was like baby um You're just starting to get older now. So certain things are going to start happening to your body. But as you get older, you'll know how to tame it. I said, but any other questions you got in that area, you got to talk to daddy because daddy got that. I don't have it. (laughs) So he was laughing. But I wanted him to have that free door to just come to me. And we're going to talk about it in a way where he's not uncomfortable because it's already a touchy situation. Right. But I want him to be free to talk about it. And now my daughter she wants chest so bad. And now, this is her grandmother's fault because she started buying her training bras when there's mm-hmm. not even nothing mm-hmm. there. So now she loves training bras. So I let her wear them just to wear them. But then, when I'm like in the shower or getting out, when she's asking me a question, she's like, Mom, you know, your chest is what your chest is. I'm not going to expose myself out there. But, and mm-hmm. I'm like, Yes, baby. And then she's like, Can I just feel it to see like, like is it heavy and I let her do it you know I let her know this this is what girls have and do it feel heavy and she's like yeah that's crazy mom and that was the end of our conversation but if she's curious why not show her what it is she's the same thing as you are she's learning she's curious she wants to know and I'd rather for her to ask me and ask me and me show her as well as tell her in the most Way that she can understand it in her age that when society tries to teach her, yeah, she already gonna say, I already know that, right? But she knows it in a healthy way, not in a way where it's like it being was... taught to her to make her do something that right. her body really is not yet ready to do. If that makes sense, yeah,
1: and having a it goes back to you saying having a balance, even um, allowing your son to talk to you, but also, um, you being wise enough to say, um. But daddy has this, so you can talk to daddy about this. Giving yes. him a, out, another outlet that, yeah, you can come have a conversation with me, but daddy will have a better understanding of it. Yes. Um, not being a know-it-all, learning, knowing it's okay, again, to ask for help. It's okay to redirect them in um, yes. another a way. As a teacher, um, um, I always say, I tell my director <clears throat> and the principals, I don't ever want I'm a parent to know um, who's the assistant or who's the teacher um, because we should still be on the same level that um, and teaching the same thing that you don't know who's who I'm not about who's in the lead or what we're here to do the same job to get the, to make sure your child is getting everything that they need and deserve yeah. but also if I don't have it or understand I can redirect you to my assistant is areas I'm really good with classroom management and behavior management where my assistant may be good at teaching math. Math is not the yeah. best subject. And it's not there's no point of thinking that, you know, it all when you don't. Um, it's OK to ask questions even as an adult. Um, and it's OK to redirect. Um, we tell our, t- our, t- our kids, students um, all the time. If you have a question. um, raise your hand or we say ask your teacher on zoom nowadays yeah press the button it's okay to ask questions. or ask one of your friends and sometimes the teacher will answer the question they'll say mm-hmm. uh the, they'll let a friend ask to make you feel more comfortable um and it's not to belittle a child but it's just to um have somebody on your level explain it for yeah. your understanding because sometimes i may explain it too well where you might not um get it for your for your age group. You might need yeah. somebody else to break it down easy easier for you.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, how your um husband talks to your son might be completely different than how you say it. Like when you call to me, yeah, like, yeah, true. that's normal. And you're like literally about to have a nervous breakdown. Listen, <laughs> and okay. He, and he's just like, Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Because his body does it, so exactly. he's not surprised. But for me, I'm sitting here like, what?
1: Right. His you experience know? is actual. I've I've been through it. Where he right. um actual, yeah. I'm only seeing it. I'm only witnessing it. So yeah. it's a different approach. So you're approaching him by experience of seeing it, and he's approaching it by actually going through it and yeah. teaching them both balances so that, um, some names he might not want to talk to his dad about it because he don't want to talk get into the details of it. He might just want to talk about the surface of it where you know again, balance is key. Um yes, giving them is. that option where they can feel comfortable to talk to each area, but also it teaches them to feel comfortable with speaking to a woman, um, or a male. You don't wanna yeah. just have this masculinity where they only that's that's just something your father handled just go talk to your father or go talk to your (laughs) mother um you don't want to push that on there because some kids don't have that yeah so which
0: is very true
1: it makes it hard to say well you want me to go talk to my dad about this but where is he you want me to talk to my mom but where is he like you don't never know you want to leave that room that children feel comfortable to express everything to you yeah um whether you have the answer or not, it, it's a way to redirect them to someone that does. And it necessarily yeah. don't have, it could be an uncle, it could be a cousin, it could be a family friend, it could be yeah. the uh, your pastor, your spiritual leader, it could be anybody that you feel. And making
0: sure you're on the same level too, because exactly. some people, like my father was an you, i send my son to my father my father my son is going to be well developed okay <laughs> and he's going to be asking me more questions and i'm gonna have to like call my dad like why did you so mm. ba- also being mindful too that um yeah you're sending your child to people who's willing to talk to him at the age he's at and the questions mm. is being answered in the age of where he's at because You never want to give too much to a child to make him even more curious. You got to do everything. And a lot of that has to be dealing with discernment, spirit led, spiritually praying to God, asking God how to say, when to say when these times come. Like, you got to always be in preparation. I'm always praying, asking God for these moments when they come. I know what to say and not asking to be a know-it-all, but asking so that way my son gets what he needs to hear. And he's okay to leave me, saying that I've gained I've gained information because sometimes as parents we think that we've gained information from our parents, but they leave off sometimes. Like I still don't understand, but I don't want to ask too so many more questions. I may get in trouble. Right. That was me as a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't want to keep asking because I may get in trouble by asking the same. No, for me,
1: and was I was talk opposite. with a soft spirit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I talk with a soft spirit. Yeah, and. I just give him the floor and I answer the questions accordingly and I'll say, Does that make sense? He's like, Yeah. And then he probably went out my room because he already feels mushy about the situation. But as long as he got what he was looking for, then it's fine. But if he come back again, then I'm gonna tell him what he needs to hear. Exactly. You, know? so, you have
1: to make make the you have to make a child comfortable. And sometimes we can be too deep. They just want yeah. one answer, a quick answer, so they can go on about their day. And again, they—if they want to know more, trust and believe they will come back.
0: Yes, they're they gonna will. come
1: back. But you can't. Don't force them to go deeper if they're not ready for yeah. it. Let them move on to a task because some information they just want the surface of it, and you're trying to give them the whole spell. They're not ready for yeah. it all. You have to. You have to know what. When to stop and when to keep going. When to ask yeah. questions and when to end the questions. Or when <laughs> to have them ask questions and
0: answer them. Um, there you go. Have them ask questions and then you answer them. And take your time. You don't have to talk fast. Yeah. Like, because you're under pressure, you could just pace yourself. And, and then let, the, let those things come to you. And then you say it the way it needs to be said. Yes. It's almost like having a professional business, you know? You got to know what to say and what not to say because you don't want to grow your child up too fast. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're dealing with a teenager that's a lot, you know, and they're like, Mom, I'm not trying to talk to you about that stuff because they do get to that certain stage. But I'm talking for me. My child is nine. I want to start it now. Yeah. You know, and for those parents who feel like it's too late, you still have a prayer life. (laughs) Yeah. When I tell y'all prayer is a mean thing, and what I mean by that is, when you really pray and ask God to show you your children, the Lord will show you or he'll allow things to happen right before your eyes to let you know exactly where your children are. The Lord is not going to give you something which is life, another person to take care of that He's given life to to not steer you help steer them in the right direction. But you have to be willing to have a relationship with God so He can give you what to do and what not to do. And He'll show you things that I'll tell you for example, my mother, I used to go to places like I used to go to the clubs and my mother to this day when I told her as an adult now, you know, you gotta say some stuff so you come in the adult because she can't whoop you for real. Now I gotta kids, Mom. So I had to tell her go to the club. She was like, When? You ain't you ain't never go to no club. I was at a club every weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I was and it wasn't me being a bad kid and it wasn't me being fast because I wasn't being fast. I just wanted to do what my friends right. did. It was almost like I just lost my train of thought. I don't know where I was going with that. But overall, what I'm trying to say is just be there for your kids. I'm so mad I just lost my train of thought because I was going somewhere with that. Um, And, Lord, help bring it back to my memory. Oh, thank you, Lord. So when it pertains to you knowing your children, you have to always make sure that – it just lost it, just left again. The devil is a liar.
1: <laughs> what was we just talking about? Bring it about? back to remember memory, Jesus.
0: My, my god, it keeps coming, and then it just goes away. Lord Jesus. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, knowing your child. So, my mom, she used to think she didn't know these things about me, mm. and when I would tell her, she was like, You had time to do all of that, and I'm like, Yeah, but the reason why I didn't tell my mom was because um was because you know she 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 gave us the idea of certain things we could not do and she already set the foundation so even if I wanted to do it not that I wanted to rebel against her but my friends was doing this stuff like you know I wanted to do it too and you know she just it was just hard it wasn't it wasn't easy and I told her that you know so I told the lord That even though my mother was, she had her own way of telling us what we should and should not do, I still want to have the open and line of communication for my own children to make sure that they are being heard. And even though I say no to certain things, I'm going to remind them I'm never going to tell you no to something just to make you upset, but I'm going to tell you no to something because I really want what's best for you. Yes. And I don't know, but my mother was very shocked. And like I said, I wasn't being fast. It's just I was being a kid. Yeah. So like even like with certain songs, even though I'm a Christian and I love God, I still have a balance in my house where I let my kids listen to certain music because they're not going to just listen to music, just gospel all day. Because as soon as they leave that house, they're going to know every last song regardless. Right. So why should I perceive my children in the age that they're in to make strict parents? And that's why a lot of people see a lot of PK kids. Mm-hmm. Um off the chain is what people will say because it's not that they off the chain it's just they finally can get off the chain yes, and do what they want to do because they've been on the chain for so long. <laughs> Absolutely. And now you're calling them out their names because they're supposed to look like PK kids which stand for Preacher's mm-hmm. Kids but you didn't give them a chance to have trial and error hiccups and mess-ups and what you should or should not do. You didn't asked, give them a room not, and You just was strictly, I said no. Right. And what no mean is what no is. And now, it got to that point now where you 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 kind of like lost your kids. Right. And now you don't know how to get them back. Yeah. So I let my kids listen to music. Now, is they going to listen to everything? Oh, God, no. There's a lot of songs. I would tell so if y'all don't turn that mess off, or they'll turn it off because they're and
1: like, whoa. Belief. You have to. And we put expectations on our kids, whether they're PK kids or just speaking of our kid. Oh, my kid would never do that. My, and not even knowing yeah. okay. your kid is doing every, See, my
0: mom know.
1: everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can speak so highly of our children or speak so down and not even knowing that they are nothing like that. I think the um, yeah. Yeah. the movie I was thinking of is Matilda. Um they knew nothing I love her,
0: sweet they self. knew nothing
1: about their daughter. They didn't know how smart she yeah. was. They didn't know anything um that Matilda could do because they, it, they weren't paying attention. Um yeah. and even when they were paying attention to her, um they still wasn't listening to her. They heard her, her voice, yeah. but they weren't hearing or downloading anything she had to say. It wasn't until yeah. um, what she was doing started to affect who they were, or it started mm-hmm. to show mm-hmm. out who they were as an individual, When they had to really say, it wasn't until the end of the movie, the mother said, Matilda, I never really understood who you were. I never mm-hmm. understood you. I always wanted a little girl. But I never understood yeah. you um, when Matilda found someone that did, that sat and listened to her. Um, and how many mm-hmm. times do we have those teachers? Um, those we remember, the, we, we remember those teachers that have sat and listened to us. We remember those teachers yeah. that have um, molded us and changed us to make us want to at yeah. least, if we didn't act up in one, you, we went to high school together. We were some teachers that mm-hmm, we... we We could act up. I was going I was uh, by junior year, I think I changed, Um, but I would act up in every classroom. It didn't matter once I did have Mm -hmm. one, but there was one specific classroom um, I didn't act up in because he met me where I was. He got to know me. He he tried to figure out what was going on. He knew it was something deeper. Um, I always had one mm-hmm. teacher in at least every grade that wanted to know deeper, like what's going on. They didn't just mm-hmm. believe the phone. Yeah. And that was what um Miss Honey was for Matilda. She knew that it was something yeah. special and more deep that they could that that she had or she could give to Matilda that she wasn't receiving at home and that's when Matilda's mother started to really love her daughter um, when she finally heard who she was and accepted that what I'm giving you is not enough so but if this person is going to then I'll I'll let you stay with her and I'm not saying that every movie is Matilda but you have to be attentive and aware of what your children is going through because if you're not if you're not watching trust and believe someone else is yes they are
0: that is so true yeah so you guys if you have any questions concerns or if you want us to talk about a certain aspect of where you may possibly be struggling as a parent this is a podcast that is very transparent as you guys see Excuse me, and you don't have to feel like you're alone. But if you want to open up or just ask a question, I've always told you guys my email is MoniqueAllen at zero eight zero seven at gmail.com <coughs> Excuse me, and that um, you don't have to feel like you have to be shy. You know, we're all, we're on here all the time expressing our truths, and the truth is not to, you know. Is not to lighten the things that happen in our life as a bad thing, but it's just to let you know that we're broken free out of these areas or we've also are being transparent because you want you guys to know that you're not alone, and that we all have some type of growing up struggle and parenting is not easy. And that dealing with teenagers, as we know is different and having more than one child dealing with many different personalities is different. So If you feel like you're struggling in any of those areas, I want to pray with you. Um, Did you have anything else to say, Kita, before we prayed out? Okay. But I do thank you. I truly, truly thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on here and letting us know, you know, from a teacher aspect, you know, even if you don't have kids or not. What greater person to talk to who has more than one kid, you know, who's who has many different backgrounds of children that are raised differently, which I can only imagine how that is and doing a great job at it and still love her job even during this pandemic. You know, I, I totally take my hat off to you and I totally always tell teachers that like words cannot describe. It's almost like you y'all, y'all are the next parents. Like, once they leave us, they're going to now be taught by someone else. You know, you, are, you guys are the next parents from us. So, I truly thank you from the bottom of my heart and words cannot describe. And um, like I said before, if you guys have any thoughts, concerns, or if you want to talk about anything regarding parenting, please email me. Do not be scared. Do not hesitate. Open up and be free so that we can all be free in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, This is not Marquita's last time on here. She will be on again very soon. And we're going to be talking about depression. All right. And what greater person to talk to than someone who's dealt with it, you know, not somebody who's who, who who's done a study on it but somebody who's dealt with it and may possibly still be dealing with it at times you know so we're going to definitely talk about that so we just thank Markita Father God in the name of Jesus we just want to just say thank you Lord God for allowing us to have this platform to be free on oh Lord God I pray Lord God that if anybody is struggling and they felt like this was a breath of fresh air for them Lord God Allow them to know and remind them that they are not alone. Sometimes physically, Lord God, we feel like we are alone, but we know, Father God, that you are with us everywhere we go and that you said in your word that you'll never leave us, nor will you forsake us. So, Lord God, I just ask you right now to continue to lift us up, Lord God, when times that as parents, we don't know what to do. Lift us up, Lord God, and remind us that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. Lift us up, Lord God, to know that you are our Father, Lord God, and you have all the characteristics on how to do certain things and how not to do certain things. So allow us to lean on to you and not to our own understanding. When times get tough, Lord God, allow us to find the balance in our relationships with our children, Lord God, so that way we're not always eager to yell at them and to attack them but to remind them of what they should do, Lord God, and just also bring love and enlightenment to know that they are still loved despite the circumstance, Lord God. Show us how to be loving parents, Lord God. Allow us to know that parenting is not easy. So if we do, you know, slip up and just do things that we shouldn't have done, Lord God, allow us to know that. We have a clean slate to get up and try again because there is no record of how to be a parent. We only can go off of what, A, we were taught, or B, how to just do it on our own. So, God, I just thank you, Father God, that we can call on you and that you can show us and that you can lead and guide us on what to do and how to do. And we know we can call on you more than anybody, Lord God. When this world, we don't know who to turn to. We can turn to you like never before, Lord God. So continue to cover our homes, cover our children, cover our teenagers, Lord God, from every dangerous scene and unseen, from anybody that's trying to sabotage them or manipulate them or to make them think one thing. When God, you have something else planned for them, cover them, Father God, cover them, cover their bodies, cover their minds, cover their spirits, draw them to you, every child, Lord God, that's on here. Me, every mother that's on here, every father that's on here that has a child, Lord God, to cover their child not under the blood of Jesus Christ, Lord God, and to protect them from all dangerous seen and unseen, Lord God, and allow them to have the spirit to discern the truth versus these lies out here, Lord God, and just continue to just let them know that you have no respect respected person. And even if we have the out of control team that We feel like some days, Lord God, we just want to give up on them, Lord God. You have not given up on us. So I say to that parent, don't give up just yet. Yes, take your hands off and give it to the Lord, but don't give up on that child just yet. Because your child is going to have a story in the name of Jesus. Continue to pray and give that child to the Lord and watch God. Bring them back to you like never before. Change, fix, and wanting to be made whole. And that's in the name of Jesus. Continue to just show us, Father God, and strengthen us, Lord God, day by day. Allow us to have the right minds in our works, Lord God. We can work and do what we need to do to keep providing for our children, Lord God. And just continue to prepare the way, but give us the balance. Allow us to not be overwhelmed because you said in your word that your burdens are, um, your yoke, are easy and that your burdens are light so we carry on your burdens and we carry on your yoke because we don't want to carry with the weight of this world if we don't have to lord god so we're trusting you in this season to show us day by day how to be a parent. We're asking, Lord God, that you continue to uplift these teachers. Marquita, Lord God, she's a teacher, Lord God, in this. Show her how to be the teacher you have called her to be. Show her how to respond like she does already in such a magnificent way, but to allow her to see the child for what the child is and give that child exactly what it needs, Lord God. Allow her to just continuously love them despite of some days they could probably be certain things because of the way they were raised, but continue to allow that love to pour out from her rakita so that way these children can feel love any child that's lacking love allow my kids to um display that love for a god that they cannot deny in the name of jesus uh, i just thank you i thank you that we have everything that we need to continue the process of our children and their growth in the name of jesus so we just count it all joy We give thanks and we have a great expectation for what is going to happen over our children's life as well as our own. And that is in Jesus' name Mm -hmm. we pray. Amen and amen. You guys have a great, great, great day. I love y'all and God loves you more. And I will see you guys again on next Friday. Have a good day.